Gay Savvy. And welcome back to Gay Savvy. Back for another week after our Anzac Day break. You've got Michael James and Straight Michael and Spencer here in the studio looking fabulous. That's me. Hello, chaps. Hello. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks for me, hasn't it? I missed the last one, did I not? Yeah, you did, and you, you were gone did. the week before. Yes. So. We're Wait. back together. No, I've been here. I, I can't. I, can't <laughs> I don't remember you being here. You can't keep track. You bastard. I'm, I'm a horrible man. But all I know is it feels like an eternity since the three of us have been here together. It's, it's been a while. So, yeah. you know, it's, power up. It, it is a, a power up. <laughs> power day. crystals together. <laughs> episode 65? 65. Wow. Wow. That is one up from 64. This went from zero to gay really quickly yeah. tonight. That's right. He's getting excited because he knows it's getting close to 69. And he's gonna yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was oh. more like 64, Nintendo 64. You said no judgment in the cube of radio. We no judgment. judge you. Come on. It's, it's our job. It's a gay thing. Yes. You never what? understand. Back to bit. What's on the agenda tonight, Michael and Spencer? Tell me something. There are many things on the agenda tonight. Celebrity Central tonight. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard rumours. Yeah. Oh, we, we don't get to plan these things. We just show up and get told. But Michael, talk yes. to me. Yes. Well, so I have to organise you two boys. It's yes. my job. So I'm here to we do. We should organise some hair gel. I do a little bit. Yes. Just a little bit. Yes. You organise your I try. I, I do nothing. Areas. I am willing to admit that I just show up and I'm the token straight We boy. just stand and look at you and breathe heavily. I was, <laughs> I was having a laugh with a friend the other day saying that I'm the minority on a gay radio show and that's really ironic. Yeah. I'm, I'm the straight minority. It, is it was quite funny. I kind of like that. Yeah, there you go. Um, I saw a movie the other day, a short film, oh. a, a winning short film. Of film. The, of the, yeah. yep, a film. A film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chloe Savigny and I'm talking about films. Films. And Toast. Yeah. Uh, go, go on. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was just a swap over. Kids in school uh, of uh, if, what if everyone was gay and it was my... It I was saw a, that. Yeah. I skipped to the middle girl. the intro went for too long, but I skipped to the middle and it was great. Intense. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to post it on our Facebook. There was a scene are. in the bathroom that actually almost moved me. Almost. Speaking of bathrooms it was pretty intense, wasn't moving, it? But it got me. Yeah. yeah. And the, you know Just what they phase. said? Because you know how we have the words like, you know, you gaybo or, you know, the kids are going around school going, she's a breeder. Get away from the breeder. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's clever. I like have you it. not heard breeder before? No. Really? Oh, it's my favorite straight slur. Yeah. Oh. Breeders. 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 Yeah. Breeders. She's a breeder. I'm trying not to be a breeder. I'm, I'm doing my best. Caitlin and I were discussing the other day of how we're trying never to have children, and she just, yeah, she's not a big fan of little ones. Yeah. They, they make things sticky. She doesn't like sticky, and she doesn't like mess, so, yeah. Oh, there's so many jokes. Three non breeders in the room tonight. And yeah, yeah, the mother's like, that's it, okay? If everyone thinks you're a breeder, you are starting karate classes tomorrow. <laughs> and. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's actually not a comedy. It's actually no. It got it's, to it's, it's sending a message saying you know this is what you know gay kids go or this is what you know bullying goes through when and when it's suspected. You know what if what if everything's swapped around? See how ridiculous it is to go around calling someone a breeder. Ooh, you like boys? A girl likes boys? Ooh, like you know how ridiculous? It was intense. It was good. It sounds very clever. I'm going to educate everyone here listening tonight to, uh, about it. It sounds like a step up from the, uh, the Beyond Blue campaign they did uh, a couple of months ago, the, um, the left-handed campaign. Did you see that video? No. It was a whole... It was a similar thing. What if you was, were left-handed? Yeah, all uh. of these people getting bullied for being left-handed. Well, back in the day, it was considered evil and you had yeah. to write right-handed. My, my, my really? grandmother was a lefty and she was forced to write right-handed. Oh, well, they say left-handed people are more intelligent. Does that mean creative. she's less intelligent? Not intelligent, creative. Right or... Ah. 
I see. I'm well, left-handed. Clearly, clearly he's right-handed. Yeah. I'm, I'm left-handed. <laughs> My son is left-handed and he's very creative. He's oh, really? really? Yes. All right, we'll so. put him in theatre now already. Gosh. Yes. Can, yes. I, can I steal it for just 30 seconds? You may. I saw an ad of a man engaging in intercourse with a pig on the weekend. And oh, it's billboards. Yes. And Wendy Francis has already had it taken down. Is, uh, good. Yes. Good. As long as, she's, as long as she's consistent. Finger on the pulse over couldn't here. Be, couldn't believe it, though. Thought, wow, if that's going up, how come... Yeah, so I thought I'd tell you. Yeah, there was a Foxtel advertisement. Uh, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you heard it's about this? It's really, no. really, really... It was actually... I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was interesting because it was one of those horrid, where though. can we push the boundaries of art type things where it actually was advertising some kind of abstract art show. Yeah, some weird show. And so they decided to take a, a photo of, of an episode of the a show. A screenshot. Where, yeah, where there's a, what appears to be a man sodomising a pig. And yeah. it, it was. And it was... He's not naked or anything, but yeah. he's standing with his bits yep. at the pig. pig Marvellous, go yeah. on. And it was just up there on the billboard and, you know, that and then the name of the show was in Sydney. And Wendy Francis and the ACL got wind of it and they've got it taken down. I just remember her saying, what are the kids going to ask their parents about your billboard? Imagine what their kids would be asking their parents. <laughs> what is the man doing to the pig, mum? Does that make him a trisexual, mummy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes me want to steal the mic and talk about an ad too, but do we have time for that? No. Should we move no, I was, I was still going to use, that's how they put in the stuffing time. line. But go on, I've been able to do it now. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, now, <laughs> Sorry. we have many things to get through tonight. Yes. Um, even though we are on fire, um, we have two special guests. That we, uh, we've got an interview I did this afternoon with uh, Mr. Jason Ball. And one of uh, my favourite people in the whole entire world. Mr. Anthony Kalia. Fantastic. So uh, Jason will be talking to us about his involvement with Beyond Blue, where we mentioned uh, previously he's now an ambassador for, um, and uh, some of the other work that he's been doing since he came out as an open AFL player. Yep. So he was the first one in Australia, and mm. in the same week we've had the, the one in the US. And uh, Anthony will be talking to us live tonight. About um, Tim? About Tim. Can we talk about Tim? You can ask about Tim. Ah. Oh. Yes. Wonderful Tim. Do you, you think he'll send us a chess pick if we ask him to, like, you know, text us? He tweets a lot. Tweet him and ask. <laughs> um, so I won't Mr. Do that, Kalia will be here uh, within, uh, within half an hour, so stay tuned for that. But, uh, Spencer... Yep. You're, you've got a very important job in my life. Yep. You control me. You tell me what music I have uh, to play is this, for the Are people. you trying to get me... Oh, music, right. I thought yeah. you were trying to get me to be your personal misuse again. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, thinking, where no, is this going? Mike, if I want I you said, to no, touch me I had the mace spray in my hand. It's not going to happen. These are the two first openly gay radio hosts. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> Just so you guys understand... It's the first... No, go on. Sorry. I, I wanted to be the first openly gay uh, uh, radio host, but uh, Tom Ballard beat me to it. Still. Yeah, I think he was I beaten did, before that. I did hit him up about that and, you know, gave him shit, so... Oh. Yeah. Music, right. Yeah, what song would you like me to play? We're going to get this party started with the newie from Daft Punk. Have you guys uh, heard yes. it yet? I heard I it and thought it was Jamiroquai, to be honest. That was the, my first impression was, this sounds like Jamiroquai. It's going to number one everywhere. It's been so hyped up, and it is so good to hear a hyped up track meet its expectations it's mm. it's just so much fun it's a holiday song it's 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 my happy place it's it's get lucky it's Pharrell Williams it's get lucky is yeah Pharrell Williams yeah. featuring in the Daft Punk it's Love just it. ama- and, and and I want the glass drum kit that's in the film clip I haven't seen it I haven't seen it I haven't no doubt I'm about to look it up they, they haven't released a film clip yet they'll just show you a minute viewing mm. of it saying this is what you're getting amongst and Beautiful. Well, I haven't seen any, heard any Daft Punk since Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, which I loved. 
Mm. That's that's how far back I, <laughs> I thought you said heartbeat stronger, and I'm thinking, what the hell is that? Like harder, better, Celine Dion cover of Daft Punk. <laughs> <laughs> We're really getting All gay. Right. We've just gayed Daft Punk. Okay, ladies. Well, we better get into uh, some of the Daft Punk here. And uh, yeah, it's uh, off the latest album that is due to be released soon, and uh, I, I hope a tour is in the mix too. We are all crossing our fingers because I miss them coming up I, last time I too. I miss them I, too. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't see them, but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to stop talking now. We're going to get into this track. You're listening to Gay Savvy. And welcome back to Gay Savvy. Hello. I'm, oh, sorry, <laughs> you're pointing to me like, uh, I'm Spencer, this is Michael, and this is Straight Michael. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, dears. Uh, I was hoping you'd tell us who we were just listening yeah, to. Yeah, I, I, I figured that out know. just as I was like <laughs> in the process of introducing us all. We'll edit that out. I, I, I hope you're having a good time anyway, so tuning in. You were just uh, listening to uh, Matt and Kim, and that was now. And they're Australian, and it's fresh. They're, they're Australian? Australian. Whereabouts in Australia are oh. from? You don't don't quiz me on that. I just know there are strong. What I more hate, do you want? You just, you just keep taking. He Why? springs these things on me all the time. He asks me these questions that he knows I don't know the answer to. And it makes me look ridiculous like, on the air. Why do you do that? How old was Matt when he kissed it, a girl for the first time? It, I don't yeah, yeah. know, but it, it was Matt and Kim smarter. that sung this. Okay? If he does that again, I'm going to take a photo of his hair and I'm going to put it on Facebook. It was it's now. Weird. It is new. I hope you liked it. What, what, what did you uh, gents think of that track? I thought it was alright. It was a style, but it's rangeful, right? You know, we're just not. A stereotypical, no, yeah. you know, doge doge dance. You know, it's good. Music playing it's band. Good. We're going to have a nice, real balance and up and down thing with the music. Mm. I'm sure there's an audience out there clicking their fingers and tapping their feet. I'm sure there is. And before that, they would have been clicking oh, yeah. and tapping their feet to Daft Punk's All new Get yes. Lucky. How catchy is that? And how true? Can everyone relate to that? Like, you are just up all night to get lucky with. With someone Pharrell special. And co. Mm, uh, oh, with Pharrell and T. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Every Saturday I'm night, I'm just wishing you. Pharrell would just rock up at my front door and say, let's get lucky. I would probably go get for Pharrell to <laughs> He's really rich. And... <laughs> However, and, if I do win lack. this lottery at some point, I'm probably going to have to leave halfway through the show. But just letting you guys know. You, That's you fine. Make, you make me feel so old. Could you fly me to Canada first? I have a yeah, wedding fine. that I want nah, to no go worries. to. Thank you. Sort it out. You're welcome. You're up all night. I'm, I'm up all night with coffee and Will and Grace cleaning my house. <laughs> I'm up all night to drink me and 30 Rock. This is what it sounds like. Like when doves cry right now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm I'm counting down the minutes now. It is less than twenty minutes until we have Anthony Kalia on the line. Kalia. Kalia. With his new album. Bit of Anton. Yes, Anthony and Tim. Now, uh, but in the meantime, the news of the day, yes. the week, the month. There's been lots happening, um, but most interesting on the marriage equality movement, as we've been following over the last couple of weeks, it has been going. It's getting intense everywhere. New Zealand has got it. France, I was going to say Paris, France. France has got it. Yep. Um, and that makes 13 or 14 14, now. I think. Yes. Now, surprisingly enough, um, an independent MP has actually done something remotely useful. Yeah. Um, aside from siding with the larger party or you know, <laughs> making a little bit of noise on the sidelines. Um, independent to- uh, MP Tony Windsor, is that his name? Yes. Yes, I'm good. Um, he has said that we should take marriage equality, or gay marriage as they keep calling it, because they're idiots, uh, to the election on September 13 and hold a referendum on the issue. So what does that mean? Because I know two years ago we um, all rallied in Sydney to uh, Gillard's, uh, you know, house of yelling, and... uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> and you know, rallied saying, you know, we we want to change now. And they said, look, we'll we'll what 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 was decided after that uh, episode? It's something about like they will put in uh, some to put it in a nutshell to dumb it down for everyone. They'll open it up to the public to say we can question this or, or change the definition of marriage in order to get equality. But that looked like another five year process. So what is this guy doing that that could make things pedal faster, if if you will, or, or what? Because yeah. everyone's been like, I hear like if you want to change it, like because. You have to have a uh, the parliament have to have an open vote first, and then we got to vote or, or or something. Like it's all very complicated. And I suppose what happened was all that's actually happened is one man said, "Let's hold a referendum," and they just put it out there, and everyone went, "Oh yes or no." Um, if we actually held a referendum, as I actually was speaking to a, a lawyer the other night, he said it would mean diddly squat. What um, is a referendum? Just to... so A referendum is where, you, like when you go to a, an election and you vote for the, the prime minister or the party or whatever, um, you go and they will say, uh, here you go, here's an extra form, do you support this or not? But it's a change so of previous law or, or... No, it's not. No? It's, it's not. It can be something that has the potential to change and influence okay. the law, but be, just because we go to an election and we have a referendum on marriage equality and 80% of the population vote, yes, let's support it, does not mean that the next day it will be passed. It still has to go to Parliament. It still has to be voted for and supported by both of the major parties. But surely the major party in power would feel something of somewhat resent something, my lord... Something resembling pressure to obviously cave to the to, to the mass public Why opinion. Why wouldn't they? If if hypothetically eighty percent said they want marriage equality like why why would they still say no after that they'd be because they're all self-serving mongrels lately mm-hmm. um and the liberals would still say it's part of party policy and we'd be breaking in our, ex- our election promise if we uh if we supported it and changed the party's stance but aren't they supposed to look after us and what we want i know that is the premise isn't it that they're actually supposed to look after us and and do what is in the, the best of the people but unfortunately they are more interested in self-preservation at the moment i just don't but, understand yeah, they are. I mean, Gillard is clawing her way back for every percentage oh, point happening. she can get on the polls. So but let's, let's let that dream. If die. she was smart, she'd be trying to like get everything she wants now before she potentially loses power. But um, if uh, if like you said before, you were speaking to a lawyer and he said it would do diddly squat, then what's the point? Help me I out. Suppose here. the benefits are is that it's going to have a very clear idea for the argument of whether or not Australia supports it. And when it comes to people campaigning to try and change that, we're going to have a, a straightforward answer. I don't it's think they're going to... They won't do it because they know what the answer is. Personally, my, my personal opinion is that the public does want hmm. gay marriage and I don't think the politicians will ever allow it to go to a referendum yeah. because they know that. And it'll be interesting because they'll have particular statistics to back it up with and it, it, it'll just be more definitive for drawing our knowledge on where the support is than uh, a Nine News MSN poll that's been, yeah. you know, overrun by the Australian Christian lobby who, uh, you know, try and get everybody to vote one way or another online poll that's got, you know, all of the uh, GLBTIQ supporters trying to make it vote one way. It'll be a clear and indicative idea of the numbers of support there and then they'll be able to look at it and then the parties will decide if they're going to. But realistically, the way that they crunch these numbers, it'll go down and they'll be like, right, so in... This electorate, this number of people support it, and this, this electorate, they don't. And so we're the LNP, and we hold 
all of these electorates and we're the ALP and we hold all of these electorates. So are we going to go in and support it if, you know, you know, 70% of our electorates um, that we are most likely to win or we have higher percentages in there, if we are most likely to get those seats and those seats have got the higher percentages of people saying no, then they're more likely to continue their stance and say no. This is what I'm saying. As long as there's uncertainty, the status quo will never change. Mm. And they don't want it to change because right now it's comfortable and it's easy. It's easy for both parties to say, no, we wash our hands of the whole thing. We don't, we're going to turn a blind eye to it all. And people have to go on thinking that way because there is no alternative. I don't think, you know, I, mm, I don't think it's easy. I, I, I think it's, I, don't know what what's stopping them, but uh, but what's no matter who you vote for, and obviously it's a massive issue to the three of us, but to you two especially, you don't have an option at the moment to vote for somebody who supports gay marriage. Am I am I correct? No, the only thing we have is the Labor Party who allow their constituents a conscience vote. Which... But that's but that's what I'm saying. Mm. Right now, they're they're all comfortable is probably a bad word, but they're all sitting pretty because they know that they don't have to change <laughs> anything right now because. They're both saying the same thing. There is no opposition, and without opposition, there is no change. Yeah, you're right. Labor have their draw card. They can go, well, we have a conscience vote, so that makes us good. Us gays and strays could all just band together and start a riot. We'll just get along. Yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. A good riot. Vote Greenton or just say, we're not voting. <laughs> we're just riot. putting the foot down saying, we are just not voting. You're both shit. Yeah. I mean, if and there that's, was And enough... that's where, scarily enough, Clive Palmer comes in. Yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Could change the political landscape because it's going to be breaking up the number of people again you've got your independents who will probably maintain their seats you've got your counter people who may maintain their seats and then you've got those people that may actually swing to Palmer's and he may just and pull a few more and he's a big more. liberal supporter and he's day and a big donator to the liberal party and he this could is turn the cool. election mm. very interesting yes it just seems like we're damned if we do we're damned if we don't mm. it's not looking good but, but no. <laughs> it'd be good if everybody actually realised that we can vote for other parties outside those two and the crazies like there are the Greens the and crazies. there are independents there's the sex party that's, there is, it's, that it's difficult when, the, when, the, when all the Greens preferences previously not this time but previously went to the Labour, Labour party and, and the Liberals made sure that we knew that yeah. and, that, and then, of, of course that then the Green vote was, was shot yeah, gone then. so it'll be a very, very interesting time. Very interesting indeed. But we have to go to some songs very shortly. But just another one that okay. I wanted to mention there was an interesting... Uh, the uh, the Christians are up in arms with Alex Greenwich again. Um, now, Alex Greenwich is... No. Just in Wayne's World tradition, Alex Greenwich showing... If he was the president of the United States, he'd be Abraham Lincoln. Do you think he's pretty? I think he is one of the most prettiest people in Australia. Just, just funny. between you and me. That's funny because here I was looking at his picture, going, "He looks a little like an older version of me." We've got the same hair. Oh, oh right. Oh, <laughs> so, inadvertently, Tim loves me. Apparently, we're not picture. stroking his ego enough for him. No, no. He's no. gone and he's mad. He's, he's now seeing that he looks like other people. I don't. Look, look yeah. at the picture right there. How my hair normally is, with gel and all, is right there. Anyway, we're going to go to our uh, next song for the night. Um, which is the Bombs Up In My Face by Darren Hayes here at Gay Savage. Here tonight at the Switch. Now, that song was uh, Last To Go 
which was a song for uh, Anthony Kalia back in the day. Now, we uh, happen to uh, have uh, that very man himself on the line right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, good evening, ladies and gents. <laughs> good evening. You're in a car at the moment, I hear. Yes, I'm in a car. Sorry. That's really I love this rock style you know lifestyle. <laughs> Jetting from gig rock to gig. lifestyle. Oh, if, if only you knew I'm in the back of a car and I'm flooded here with bags and luggage and, and crap all over the place. <laughs> it's not as glamorous as we'd all hope very for, is it? We are, we're, we're picturing a very long limo with a lot of champagne and, and Tim sitting at the other end smiling at you. with his. I love it. You think that works. I'm in a long limo with champagne. <laughs> no. Far from it. <laughs> what Tim just holding the champagne Sorry. saying, "You killed it, darling. You just you 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 you, you owned that concert." Uh, so, oh God, you make it sound like tragic. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Now, uh, Anthony, you are uh, you are on the promotional trail for your new album, which is uh, very interestingly titled Thirty. Give us the, uh, the 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 brief rundown. What's Thirty about? What's what's going on? What what is it? What is it? Well, I called it 30 because I turned 30 in December and um, I wanted, early to middle of last year, I actually wanted to, you know, not only celebrate that milestone with a big birthday batch, which I did, but um, I wanted to do something musically. And basically, these songs are songs that have influenced me over the years, whether it was the artists behind them or the songwriters or the songs themselves. And... There's some Italian songs on there. There's songs that I've sung in the past, which I've just never recorded. There's a couple of originals on there as well. And, yeah, I, I, I actually really enjoyed putting this whole album together. I went into the record company and had the, um, the idea of... I basically pitched this idea. So, it was, um, you know, I walked in there and I said, I want to call it 30. This is my track listing. And I wanted people to work on it that... I've known over the years and, you know, knew that they were going to get the best out of me and there was no arrogance. It was just going to be a really enjoyable working experience. And so I had James Kempst, who I've known for nine years, to put this album together with me. He produced it. And Susie Ahern, who I've known for 15 years, so basically half of my life. Um, she's a brilliant female vocalist and I, I really wanted her on this album, so I asked her to do a duet with me. And, um, yeah, I, I, there's so many songs on this, this album that I really love and it's it's... It's great to have the opportunity to actually record them and not, you know, recreate them or, you know, change them because they're such classic songs. But, you know, pay respect to them and basically put my stamp on them. So hopefully, you know, I've achieved that. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's certainly a very smooth album. I, I, I admit to being a bit of a fangirl. I did get it to the day that it came out. Um, and, oh, uh, thanks. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was counting down the minutes. Um, but uh, I suppose for you, for you it, was, it seems a little bit more like going back to your roots because obviously your last stuff um, that we had, uh, we were just playing before, your last to go, and that was uh, teamed up with OOO, your, your dance tracks, mm. um, which was great stuff. But uh, back in the day, I remember in your first uh, one or two, you had a lot more of this, uh, this ballad music, um, which is fantastically suited for your voice. So, Well, I just, I don't think that there's any rules or regulations when it comes to music and uh you know, a few people have said that. They're going, oh, you've gone from dance music, you know, to this music. And I'm just like, well, no one's ever handed me a, you know, a rule book in terms of music. And I just think if if you are going to record music or write music and, and, and put music out there as an album or an EP or whatever you do, just keep it real and, and keep it honest. And at the time when I released The Last To Go EP, I was, you know, spending a lot of time in LA. I was there for about six months and 
you know, that's what was coming naturally to me. And I was having a lot of fun over there and working with some dance producers. So I just went with it. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's the key. And that's the thing that I've learnt over the years. And, you know, stop, stop trying to put yourself in a mould or stop trying to do what people expect you to do and just basically keep it real and, and do what you want to do because I think that's what, you know, that's what communicates at the end of the day because it's, cause it's honest. Yeah, well, you've certainly been shaking it up a little bit. Uh, you're doing lots of different things. Uh, <laughs> now, you and Michael have got a, a... Funnily enough, you and Straight Michael have got a little yeah, bit of something be in, in common at the moment. Michael? Mm-hmm. What's it, that? I, I well, look... As a young child, I, I featured in a uh, in a musical at school. Uh, I, I believe you're uh, you're you're coming to town shortly in the same thing. Can you uh, can you enlighten us? Oh, you play Frenchie. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're no, looking for any tips um, or pointers, in... I am available. If you if you need me to fly into uh, to really? help out, yeah. Look, what I, role I, did you play in Greece? I played Danny. You play, of course you played Danny. I wouldn't course, expect anything less. Of course the straight would. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've heard you sing. You, you, you're good. You're very good. But I, I feel if we, if we get together, there, there are some certain... I can really help. You know, I can really <laughs> throw some ideas out there to, to get the performance where it really There's really always needs room to, to improve. I know. It's just, there's definitely always room to improve. It's just depending on who you're listening to to improve that. Um, <laughs> you should talk to my mother. But, um... <laughs> no, it's um yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited to be part of Greece and it's gonna be a bit of a fun role. I get to I get to play Johnny Casino, so I've gone from playing a munchkin, a short ass munchkin in Wicked to a typecast I don't like in it. Greece. So can't wait. Yeah, I'm actually cast, I'm sure the girlfriend and I'll be, will end up making it, so it should be good. How, how are you finding the yeah, acting gig? Uh, Anthony, like, is it something that you want to pursue more apart from with music now that you're over the big, uh, you know, 30 uh, bash and what have you? Or is it just something that comes with you know having what? a voice? I don't, I don't know. If it comes my way and I feel comfortable enough, you know, playing it, then, then I will. But I don't know. I'm a bit more realistic in my head these days and I don't want to bite off too much more than I can chew and you know I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses there was no pun intended there get your head out of the gutter um, <laughs> I know never my not on this show and I, know my <laughs> and I know my weaknesses and you know what I love touring and I love working in a studio but if the right role came up in musical theatre then I'll definitely look at it and you know playing the role of Johnny Casino in Greece was totally up my alley and you know I'm prepared to do that and confident with that um but yeah, I think that the the most enjoyable thing for me to do is actually like you can coop me up in a studio for so long, and as as much as I love that, but I start going a little bit stir crazy, and I need to I need to gig and perform. And um, yeah, I'm actually coming up your way in August, I think on the ninth and tenth. Oh, um, yes. Are, are you guys? You, you guys are in Brisbane, aren't you? Yes. 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 yes I'm yeah. Actually... So I think I'm at. I'm at Broncos on the 9th and then Twin Towns on the 10th. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. They're my last two shows, and then oh. I go straight into Greece. Yes, that's fantastic. And what are your thoughts on becoming uh, a reality TV judge like all the other uh, winners <laughs> out there? Is that, is that something that you can also see after musicals and tour and albums are done? or, or you? Know you... I, don't, I don't think I'll ever get that gig because I'm a little bit too honest. I think you have to fuck it up these days. <laughs> so you have seen Kyle Sanderlands on television, haven't you? Yeah, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, thank, you. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> you really do tell it like it is. The boys here tell me you're prettier than Carl Sandler's as well. I'll take their word for it. <laughs> now, um, oh, I better be prettier than Carl <laughs> oh, Yeah, I, I, got, I, I got that one too. Yeah, Michael, even in Straight World, you know this yeah, is true. Yeah, no, 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 look. Yeah. If I had to choose, Anthony, you're, you're the one for me. Yeah. Well, and uh, Anthony's actually... Oh, he's you're been... the one for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love is born. You, you, you should see that you see the envy surrounding me currently. It's no, I'm it's thinking, all right, well, uh, uh, if, if Tim's, you know, like, single after that, then I'll give it a go. Like, you know, I'll see what he's... Oh, <laughs> uh, well, this is just... This is gone. You'll give it a go. You'll give it a go. <laughs> Spencer is coming after your husband. Right. Okay, well... Let's, uh, there's a lot of love in the air. So speaking of love, um, which leads me to your um, my favourite track on your album, which is My All. Um, now, I've seen the film clip and I've read some of your other stuff or what you said about that. So that was a, uh, a love song that uh, I think you, you originally wrote it for Tim. Is that correct? I did. I wrote it about three and a half, four years ago. And um, basically the premise of that song, I've just been waiting for the right time to actually release it. And I thought this was a perfect opportunity to have a part of this album. And yeah, the premise of that song is about someone coming into your life and, and giving love a second chance. And um, yeah, I really, I really dig this song. And, and you know, hopefully, hopefully people connect with it. I, you know, I love singing it. It's, it's come from a good place and I remember writing it <laughs> over a bottle of champagne and a cheese platter so I think that's the key for any oh. songwriters out <laughs> there open a bottle of French champagne and get a cheese platter out and hopefully you write a really good song well, <laughs> at, at risk of being an awful sop my husband who his name is also Anthony I, who also turned 30 today um, I, I played it to oh really? yeah yeah um, I played it oh, to him to... as soon as I got it um, and uh, oh. yeah, I was did like, he like it or not? <laughs> He did. I don't, he, she didn't say much. He, it was over a beer and a bucket of curly fries, but, you know, like, <laughs> so, close enough. No, he, it, was, it was in the car. I think he was trying to hide a teary, but I said, like, if I, if I could write songs, this would be it. And, uh, and I loved it. And what I think was great about the film clip that you did for that, too, was, uh, and the, I don't think the boys have seen it yet, but I have, was it's, it's a beautiful, simple film clip. You've got all these different couples. And, like, for me... And I think for anybody else watching, it's not like it was a gay love song. It was just a love song, and you represented all these different people and just love in there, and it was just beautiful. And I think what uh, Spencer's going to like, because he's going to go and watch it when I tell him this, was the uh, beautiful cameo we got to see of you and Tim at the end. It was so cute. Yeah, well, don't give it away, but yeah. Oh. You know what? Putting that, clip to- <laughs> putting that clip together, I really wanted to keep it real and honest. And the thing is that the older couple, they've been together for I think nearly 50 years and they're oh, actually a real couple wow. they're a friend of mine's parents so I borrowed her parents I was like can I borrow your parents <laughs> she's like yeah sure and then Andy and Matt have been friends of ours for, for years and you know they're a real couple and I really I didn't want actors as such um, because I wanted it to portray you know a real love between two people and, and an honest love and, I, and hopefully that's come through with it because you know it was it, you know, it was it was a it was a great clip to put together, and you know we had a lot of fun on set, and and hopefully that's come through. And you know, yes, I wrote the song about Tim, so it was quite fitting to to have him part of this clip. And I wouldn't usually ask him to do something like this, but um, he said yes, and and he was willing to be a part of it. And I just thought, well, if I've written a song about you, it would be great if you know you could be somewhat part of this visual as well for the song. So I'm glad that he said yes, and he helped me out on set all day too because. Put me in front of a camera, I get so self-conscious. I'm better behind the mic. So, you know what? I said to him, I go, as soon as you see me doing any of that, 
video clip acting, just tell me to stop and start again. <laughs> I don't want to look like a dick. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the honest opinion. You have to, you have to, Sorry you have to, to bring it along. Sorry, you have a minute remaining. Uh, oh. Yeah. There's a conferencing lady. (laughs) (laughs) We're being watched. Well, uh, it was a beautiful film clip. And, uh, yeah, if if you're listening and you haven't seen the film clip, go and see. It's for my all. Uh, Absolutely beautiful. Tim's got a cameo in there. Make sure you grab Anthony's album, uh, 30. You can get it on iTunes, which is the easiest place. Um, You can also, obviously, go down to those places where they sell those CD things. Um, And uh, make sure you get it, because it's been going up and down and up and down on those iTunes charts. I've been watching it. But uh, I saw you on the first day. You're in the top 15, which is fantastic. Um, oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see it even higher up on the ARIA charts as well. You can catch uh, Anthony in Greece when he gets to town as well. Uh, so thank you very, very much for thank joining you, us. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Keep riding those limos, Thanks so mate. much. You have a good night. You have a good night too. Uh, we will uh, speak to you again. I call them CD Take shops. Take See ya. <laughs> now, um, Anthony's... Uh, the latest song is My All, uh, which we are going to play. It's a very different tempo to our normal uh, Switch content here, uh, but uh, we will play it as soon as we come back from our uh, community messages here at Switch. Are you a community group looking to promote your upcoming event? Well, give Switch the heads up. Email community notice board at switch1197.com with all the details, and we'll do our best to promote it to Brisbane. Want to be part of a team, have lots of fun and learn new skills? Looking for adventure and new challenges? Then join the Australian Air Force Cadets and experience the thrills and skills of learning how to fly. Plus, you'll go bush on field exercises and learn survival field craft skills. Best of all, you'll make friends for life. Check them out online at aafc.org.au. The Australian Air Force Cadets. Well trained, well prepared for life. G'day, Michael Caton here. The Australian Conservation Foundation's Green Home Program can help make your home better for the environment. And I don't mean by demolishing it with a bulldozer. No, I'm talking water, heating, waste and even growing your own veggies. No kidding. For more information, go to www.acfonline.org.au slash greenhome and take action for our future generations. That's acfonline.org.au slash greenhome. This is Brisbane Switch, broadcasting on 11.97am and now on DAB Plus Digital. Two very different songs there with uh, <laughs> with uh, get the Gay Savvy Boys tonight. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're giving you range. Deal with it. We are. We, we've just been all up in the place. We had the, the all the bombs up in the place from Darren Hayes earlier. And, I, I, and I know, the... and it's got you talking street. My God. <laughs> and... Uh, the boys, oh. the boys are playing charades on the side of the table now. <laughs> I I, it feels like I'm talking to Lassie. <laughs> What's um, that we just oh, had the. Really uh, the well. I think I think what uh, Michael was signalling to me the the song we just had, which was a uh, big scary, and they were here uh, last weekend. I just smashed my hand against the table trying to tell you know him to back happened? like the song. You were doing gay hands. You were just oh, doing gay hands, and he dear. flapped them around. Mr. Like Kalia has flipped me, and I've. And my hands just remained on my knees, so I guess I was doing hetero hands, yeah? Wow. Uh, (laughs) The old rugby photo, hands crossed onto the knees. (laughs) I'd love to hear about your rugby later, actually, Mr. James. Oh, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much over there. You know what I do want to hear about, our next segment? 
Yeah. I do. I do. We, we, we I'm really we, excited about this one. Is this, oh is this where I think we're going? Is well, this I'm maybe. stealing the mic? Maybe. Ah. Well, we've always had our uh, our educating the straight man as a kind of offhand thing. <laughs> we've, we've touched on it. Well, I think we need a, a, we we need a, a, a theme tune to educating the straight <laughs> man. I never hurt you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think that should be it. We'll right. record that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll lay that one down. So uh, we, every week we now want to educate the straight man over here. We want to fill yeah. his head with uh, insight and wonderment. <laughs> to his... G-L-B-T-I-Q I'm going to leave that one alone. And we encourage you all listening too that uh, if you have ever been um, asked a, a question by Australia 180 that you were just like flabbergasted <laughs> or couldn't answer and, and want us to give it a go or... Or you are straight yourself and uh, and want to know something, then you are welcome to hit us up and yeah, we'll, tweet yeah. me. Tweet us at Gay Savvy. It's at Gay Savvy. It's pretty simple. <laughs> double, <laughs> v. double V. Double V. Yeah, it's Gay Savvy. savvy. Not Savvy. Gay Savvy. That's how you spell Savvy. Double V. People. Savvy. Uh, so, Michael, kick us off. Uh, what's happening with the well, educating the straight men tonight? Well, look, you put me on the spot this afternoon. I didn't have much time to uh, peruse Ridiculous. the internet. We're very organised. Sorry, we? sorry. I'm glad you ended up with peruse. When you were just when you when you elongated the first syllable with poo, I was thinking, oh, all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that, that's to come. But so <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, well, um, I spoke to some friends, and, and I couldn't find anything really in the news that, that was interesting to me. Uh, there's a few things. <laughs> Would you guys let me get through this? Well here. This is tough for me. No, so I spoke to some friends, and I, I thought I'd put the word out uh, to, to, all my, uh, to all my straight chaps, to all my, my breeder friends, guys. Straighty guys, 180s. Straighty 180s. And asked them uh, questions they had uh, for my two little gay boys here. So, I, uh, I, I, I put little. to you... <laughs> Come on. Those arms. He's a big boy. I put to you, gentlemen, uh, the following list. Now, you can veto, obviously, if it gets a little too personal. Uh, Spencer, I know you won't. You like to really get down and uh, <laughs> down into these things. but uh, And you can also uh, pass it on to the other person, whereas you... So if, 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 if you veto, I'd like Michael to answer. So I'm going to ask you both, and you can chime in. You can both answer. But here we go. The first one I had uh, was from was actually from a friend of mine at work, and he said, "Have either of you two, because he listens to the show, have either of you two ever been with a girl?" He wanted to know because mm. there's obviously a lot of gay boys out there who have been defined being with a girl. Okay, sex. Uh, uh, let's say I'm going to get crude. Third base. Third base, uh, as in touching, getting grabby. Are you talking downstairs? Downstairs, base? getting okay. grabby. I am one of the purest of the gays. Ah. So pure, in fact, that I did not even come out of the nether regions. So I've never actually touched in any way, shape, or form. I was cut from the stomach. I was cut out too. There's something to it. Oh my wow. god! Wow. wow. See, I, I knew you'd answer them like that because you always, you know, screw up your nose and say icky when I talk about yeah. girl parts. But... I have had a girlfriend back in high school, but it was awkward. You guys were just best friends who. No, there was, there was some kissing and there was some over the sweater action and a lot and some of shopping. Under the sweater action. Um, and a lot of reality TV. Yeah, a bit, a bit of that. So, But it never went lower than the chest. Okay. That was it for me. Spencer, um, care to enlighten us? I was a very anxious person back in the day, so God, if I, I was this is going. lucky enough to uh, make out with a girl, it was never really a one-night stand, and I'm not a prick. I, I wouldn't, you know, love you and, and leave you. I, I'd, I'd think of the future and think, 
I'm going to hurt this person if I... Because I always knew what I was all about. I'm so, falling for him. I think this is delightful. So, uh, uh, no, my only really experience was uh, I was at a party, made out with a girl, and she was... Uh, and, and my parents were away that weekend, and she knew that, and was sort of insinuating, let's... She took advantage of you. She was, she was wanting to go all the way tonight. No regrets. Just wow. Love. Just, just love. Um, and I was thinking, oh my God, if I go through with this, she's going to think we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm. I'm going to have to continue doing this Haven't all the time. have we all been down that and, road before? And I, I, I panicked and I threw up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't think this segment could be this good. This, yeah, is, this we, is great. We started walking home and, uh, and luckily we were at a party. I only had one beer, so, uh, but she believed me when I said, oh, I'm just so wasted. Nah, you're, the, you're the coolest kid up. in the town. Really? I was freaking the fuck out. Because I don't like the badge. But did you know back then? I mean, this is this is oh, one of the other questions. Did you guys know forever? Or I mean, obviously, there's that sort of social pressure to to, to fit in. And <laughs> like I said, once again, not knowing uh, Spencer as well as I, I know you, Michael, I, I I don't think you would ever have <laughs> conformed, Mister Bright Orange wearing. But Spencer, did you ever find any sort of need to 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 be pigeonholed into the I'm a big straighty? Absolutely. I grew up in Townsville. Yeah. If, if I wanted to survive high school, I had to talk like this and uh, you know hang out with the only guys who would talk to me were the guys. computer group yeah. so I hung they're back. all successful and rich now though so. no no in fact one of them got married and you know what he did for his bucks night he threw a freaking land party oh what I know oh, let's not talk about that that's yeah. depressing oh. this but, is a happy uh, this is a happy topic <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I, I knew I was, when I found out what the word gay meant, um, I sort of figured That's out, me in a nutshell. I, yeah, I was like, well, that makes sense. I really like Simon from play school. So, <laughs> but I knew at an early age too, being in town all that, Ooh, if this is the way it is. I'm in trouble. You're one of them wily gays, which is actually a bit sad to be honest. It shouldn't, it, it, it shouldn't be like that. And that's why I, I am a bit of a, not an activist, but that, that's why I fight the yeah. equality cause because I think if we had equality, the shit that me and other fellow peers went through growing up yeah. won't yeah. have to endure that. I like that we're learning a bit about you two as well. It's, yes. it's good. I mean, I get to keep a little bit in the closet if the two use a pun that's used a bit around here, but next question. Good. Next yeah. question. Okay, okay. So, no? Yes. my story. Whatever. No, that's fine. Move oh, I'm sorry. You've no, got no, a, I, we want your story. story. Uh, Apart from billboards, we know nothing, know nothing about you. Uh, well, you see, I was going to say, I... We say you know. It was like, I kind of know that I always enjoyed the locker rooms more than I should have, but I, <laughs> I don't know what I actually knew, but I didn't do anything about it. I was like 13 or 14 when yeah. I did, but then I had that whole, like... that Orange phase? No, no, no. Like, 8, 9, 10 at school, I was like, rah, rough and tumble and throw things and shit and smoke and let's smoke bongs and get drunk and we don't say that on there we I, have anti-smoking I never did anything like that yes but that was like for the first three years of high school and then I was kind of beneath that I was doing things that people didn't know about and then <laughs> in like end of year 10 or somewhere early year 11 I got busted snogging a boy so I didn't have a Ooh. chance to come out Ah, I, I wasn't that lucky. And was it? Was it? All, I mean, obviously, veto is an option. But were they cruel or was it all right with you? Were they embraced? Good. Good. Well, good. Small country town. Yeah. Within half an hour, people who were on the Gold Coast for the night, who weren't even on the mountain when it happened, 
were calling me because they'd already heard. Like, wow. the gossip spread like that. Wow. And that was the only gay in the village. You were not uh, the only. There was something yeah, in the water the, from okay. the town you're yeah, from. Yeah, I was yeah. the first gay in the Thank village. Well, all right. Once I they, came out and left that high school, the water just floated. Flu- it yeah. turned it Actually, in my primary group of friends, there were five of us, and three out of five of us uh, are gay. So my best mate that I'm still friends with from primary school, I keep you know nudging him on my shoulder saying, come on, join the dark side. You're up. It, it, it's happening. Next question. Yes. Coach is calling you on. Okay, so this is one of my favorite ones, but ha- <laughs> it's a bit inappropriate. Be as dirty as you like. Have either of you two ever been with or converted either a closeted, a very, very, very closeted, I'm out there and straight boy and, and got him to come out through either through inspiration or through just devious tactics? Or have you ever snogged a straight boy and had him say, oh, maybe I am? Have you ever converted anyone is, is, is the question. That's the dream. Three. It's the dream. Three. It's the dream. Stud over here says three. I'm going to go with stud first. Three. High school. And you, and you want me. You want me to be four. You always, you always say I'm number four. I'm in terrible Sorry, mood. Anthony. No, go on. Tell me. Please. This is great. I, I, I'm sitting up. <laughs> shit, they haven't come. No. No, no none, of, none of them have come out. They didn't come? Oh, right. right. They didn't come out. Right. You definitely, definitely don't all, name names. But All in high school. Yeah. Um, all three of them still remain closeted. Um, all three of them made for a very good final year of high school. Um, it's very similar to that scene out of uh, Cruel Intentions. Yes, I was, yeah, so Cruel Intentions. Mm. But yes, and all three still live the lives of straight men. Extraordinary. When I was yes. last in town, so I went to the gay club uh, that they have there. Um, it's like a tin shed with yeah. some like, no, and, disco lights. And, and that was very <laughs> fluky too. Like you, you don't usually go, it's not really a destination if you're gay and, and live in town sort of go to the gay club. You just, if you want to meet people or whatever, you go on our nifty apps like app, uh, Grindr like or Manhunt or whatever. Uh, but I, I found myself there, and the football jock of my year oh, was there, perfect. <laughs> hanging out in a dark corner. Uh, I, I couldn't figure out whether he was part of the community or whether he was just eyeing someone to follow home and beat the living crap out yeah, of him. Yeah, I think that's not nice. But uh, no, it's been confirmed that uh, Good he, boy. he likes uh, both both sides of the oh, good on him of the, the uh, rainbow the ones from my school were the least that anyone would expect and the worst part of the story is that <laughs> two out of the three of them they were both at, at different times they were both dating the same girl who was a very good friend of mine oh, oh. great and they were seeing me on the side while they were I don't hate any her. of that see you had a good I, I, I got none of that closeted stuff when growing up mm. I very unlucky and and these days if you I'm not even sure if they're closets, but you know, it's just it's just profiles that you come across on on those nifty apps <laughs> where people say I'm a closet buy know, or, yeah. or whatever, and yeah. yeah, so people are probably doing it all the time, meeting up with those people <laughs> with those profiles. I've got I've got two more, and funny before we go, we've spoken about that before uh, about uh, the, the closeted community coming to these. Uh, you, you see these men on these apps, and they talk about how they've been to bathhouses and such, and there's this whole uh, this whole world's out there for men who are who are. Mm. Straight. I'm, I'm using the little. Uh, it's uh, it's actually right now. there's a technical term for them now uh, as well. Questioning. Not, no, uh, they, they use the term um, men who have sex with men uh, as a legitimate thing as, as part of, uh, of research and development, all this stuff in, in a variety of organisations. It's a further extension of people who don't want to or do not in any way identify with the GLBTIQ wow. um, thing, but they're men who have sex with men. 
and that's that. I'm really learning something here. Yeah, two more, go. two more Sounds good ones, and one of them is a segue. <laughs> so we're going to go one more, and then we're going to segue in. Okay. <laughs> one of the ones, one of the girls asked this, and you can tell she's she's an intelligent girl. That's why she asks intelligent questions. But what are some of the best uh, stereotypes that you've heard that neither of you relate with at all? So you know, say oh, all gay boys love to go shopping. You know, something something that's utterly ridiculous but is so common in, in, in the form of a stereotype but you know you don't relate to it at all you know so all, all gay men have pink nails or something stupid and I see Spencer here without pink nails you know something silly but give me something boys come on you're the most non-stereotyping uh, out of the two of and yeah I, see if I saw Spencer in the street and, and interacted with him for five minutes I wouldn't think gay but if I saw you in the street and interacted with you for five minutes I'd know jazz hands immediately right me. so go with Spence Spence talk um, to me I guess my job, um, I, when I, well, it's, it's it's sort of easy to come out at work because they say, oh, you do radio and magazine work on the side? What sort of magazine? Oh, you know, a gay one. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. You should see me answering those questions. But, uh, that's more fun. A girl that I worked with said, oh, I knew you were gay before you started working here. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because you're a facility services officer. No boys do that sort of work. Now, my boss is currently a dude at the moment. And... Uh, and yeah, I, I've never really met anyone that's in my line of work that are male, but uh, I never knew that that was a stereotype that I was like, really? Yeah, I so, like that one. Yeah, yeah. Your career path. My career path, yeah. Okay. Anything from you, Mr. James? Um, you can do so. Well, you can just say, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of, I, I vaguely identify with a lot of little stereotypes, but not... They're kind of true, the stereotypes. Like, we do all love Gaga... Yeah, and Will and Grace. Sometimes. You love Will and Grace. I love Karen off Will and Grace. Well, ah, it's Will and Grace in its essence. So do I. She is yeah. Will and Grace. But this, you, you love reality TV. Yeah. No, I do feel a lot of them, but not all. Yeah. I don't know. Well, this, but this, I suppose for me, it's the all gay men sleep around and can't be monogamous. Yeah, I, I mean, I hear That's, that one all that, the time. That one is negated for me. Almost ten years. We so. all love fried chicken. Oh no, that's black people. Oh yeah. um, <laughs> Jesus! That was not part of my segment. And We're going to edit that I out. I can't drive very well. Oh no, that's <laughs> boys. Actually, speaking of which, I don't want this to be me being offensive, but I was with someone, and I won't name who they were. And this is slightly going off topic, but we were at the petrol station, and there was this car in front of us, and. The, the rear view, view mirror on it was huge. Oh, and I, no. I looked at it and I spotted Come on. it. And I was like, that's huge. And this person who was with me was like, yeah, that'll be for an Asian driver. I was like, ha, ah, that's so <laughs> funny. You're being so offensive. And then the man walked out of the service station and got in the car and it was an Asian driver. And he was like, yeah, no, I'm not actually being offensive. Like, a lot of Asian people do have bigger mirrors. Can I just say for the record, too, I, I watched, um, what's the queer show from back in the day on SBS that uh, was huge? Um, oh, Queer as Queer as Folk. Yes. I watched that for the first time the other day. I and like most that. of those stereotypes aren't true. Like, you know, as, as much as we would like to get sex on tap like that guy does in that show, it's, it's, it's not like that. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. All right, last, last one. one, last one, and we're segueing, so be ready. Um, obviously, in the media at the moment, there's a lot of uh, hoopla around a, a certain gay athlete in America who's come out, Jason Collins. He's a he's an NBA player uh, to the point where Obama actually called him and congratulated him on, on his courage. And what I wanted to put to you two was, uh, and, and and to not really educate, I'm waiting for my phone to, call still, Obama. Yeah, but to, but to educate everybody is is, is why do you think? 
um, these athletes, I mean, he was the first out of the four major codes in America. I, I believe that would be American football, baseball, uh, basketball, and it would be ice hockey, something like that. Why, why are these athletes feel the pressure in, in this day and age? And I'm not saying uh, that they all should be out, and, and I, I would hope one day they can be, but why is he the first in 2013, and why is there so much pressure on them to, to stay in the closet? I mean, obviously, sport is not just for straight people. There's a stereotype, but there's obviously a lot of gay sportsmen and women out there, and why are they feeling the pressure to stay in the closet? Oh, I suppose because it's such a, a heteronormative environment. I think some of them... Some of them are out, and it's just not an immediate release yeah. as well. Like Dawn Fraser is a big old les, and you know it's not. You don't see you know every Woman's Day cover with Dawn and her wife or whatever. Yeah, like, there's a whole lot. Is she out. really? Yeah. Oh, I, I could I could create a media storm here if I made that up. Yeah, but let's let's, let's I've, just I've be been very told careful. Very definite that she is, um, and, and several others like that. Um, it's like Anthony Kalia was when we were speaking earlier. For him, when he you know came out, this is music, not sports, but he was like, well, I didn't feel like it was coming out because kind of everybody that I was around in my life knew and had just... Ricky Martin had never the same been thing, didn't a he? statement as such. So sometimes they live it and they just don't announce it and sometimes they hide it and I think there's two differences I, there. I think in Ricky Martin's case, because he had such a big female following, yeah. it would be silly to, to come out. Uh, sports stars... Of, yeah, I don't... I I mean, don't you get a lot, of, a lot of idiots come out and then say, oh, they should stay in the closet. It's not come from the locker room. Locker room. I mean, AKA... AKA Case in point, Jason Ackermanis, and who we're obviously going to be talking yeah. about. But this is what I'm saying. Yeah. You obviously get these idiots come out and, and say things like, oh, I'd be uncomfortable seeing them You know, watch me get changed. But you boys should be we- able to tell us more than anything. You're not sitting there trying to stare down every guy in the world. No, but we do fantasize. We're human. <laughs> but... It's uh, not helping my point, <laughs> In the same way that when they see a pretty girl, they do as well. Yeah, but, ex- but if I was in, if I was yeah. in say, a, 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 this is getting really gay, but if I was in a production of something and I was getting changed with a girl in a change room, I wouldn't be sitting there going, oh, get it off, baby. You know, let's see it all. You're there to do a job. You're there for a gig and you get changed, you get done. I don't think he's in the locker room. Mm. You know, okay. That's just one thing that obviously has, been, has come up in the media recently and a few, a few guys from, uh, from NFL have actually come out and said, oh, I'd be uncomfortable in the locker room with him. But obviously the, the greater populace, and, and America's actually obviously beaten us to this, has, has moved forward and said, we accept you and well done. And, that's and, probably why they don't come out, like, because people would say, I feel uncomfortable. It's such a small, small minority, I though. feel uncomfortable playing football with straight men. Do you? Well, if I tackle them, like, what are they thinking when mm. I tackle them? Like, okay. are they thinking any excuse just to... Yeah, and, and they could say that to psych you out, too. It, it could just open up a can of worms, because people want to win. That's what's so good about our, our football team. It's not because we're not all gay. It's fantastic because it breaks down everything we're talking about here. We GLBTIQ and inclusive. And that was like one straighty to begin with. There's at least coming up to ten of them now. Yeah. And it's none of this like there's, there's none of this like awkwardness that you like you said you'd feel there. The boys are just like, yeah, whatever. Like they they have a pack of gay men uh, attacking them and running them to the ground and there's heads and crutches and everywhere and it's nothing. And it's so yeah, it empowering and it, it, you know, I would love you to be able to have, have, play a game of football with straight people and things like that. <laughs> Never. I mean, I was, I was the other night uh, playing a game of soccer as I do and um, one of the guys in the team, of course, being a moron, yells out at me, oh, you're gay, you know, just, just, to, just as an insult, an off-the-cuff, you know, Did you Stephanie say, I Rice. Wish. And I, I turned to him and said, what, do you want my number after the game? And he didn't know what to do. Like he, he all of a sudden thought, "Is this guy gay? Have I just really offended him?" And I think it's quite, quite funny to just 
you're all morons. Why? Why would you even? I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I'll never understand that. And I, I, I mean, if I personally, and I've played on sporting teams with gay guys, and if I wasn't a sporting team with gay guys, no, I, I've had never had a problem with it. And I don't get why why people put so much pressure on on gay guys, especially Akamanis, to stay in the closet. It, it kills mm. me. And We're going to go and oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry We're going right. to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Shall we? Please, it's getting intense. <laughs> um, intense. I, I know the perfect song too. If it's if it's all right, uh, that completely breaks stereotypes. Well, what what would you think uh, you'd hear if if I told you that uh, we're going to play a song by a band called Gay Paris? Gay Paris. Yeah, Gay Paris. Uh, Ash Wednesday Boudoir Party. So that's the song title, and that's the band name, Gay Paris. What, what what would you think the sound that you would hear when when playing that? Paris Hilton going down on another woman. Yeah, you're going to be very surprised with this one. Damn. I'm thinking I'm going to hear something kind of indie rockish. Kind no, of. you're going to. I'm, I'm going to reveal it now. You're going to hear a bit of a heavy metal track, but really? uh, at the same oh, time, really? fun. yeah, called Gay Paris. Yeah. Oh, love Gay it. Paris. What, so talking about breaking stereotypes, a band that's called Gay Paris and the heavy metal. Love it. Listen to Gay Savvy. Stick around. I'm Spencer. You're here with Straight Michael and Gay Michael, and we just had a, a really fun segment. I hope uh, you all <laughs> yeah. benefited from Until that. Until next time. We'll Until be, next uh, time. Thanks, boys. <laughs> we'll be going straight into our interview with uh, Jason Ball straight after. Ooh. With uh, Jason Ball for uh, Gay Savvy tonight. Now, Jason is uh, most known recently for... Uh, coming out uh, as being an openly gay player in the AFL. Uh, he plays for Yarraglen in Melbourne. Jason, thank you very much for having us tonight. No worries. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Now, uh, Jason, you've been making uh, a lot of waves uh, since you came out, and not in a bad way at all. Um, you've uh, certainly brought a lot of attention to uh, GLBTIQ uh, players uh, in, uh, in mainstream sport. Um, tell me a little bit about that experience for you. What has it been like? Uh, well, the experience has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, I, I didn't really know what to expect, I guess, um, being the first player to sort of make this stand. Uh, I was pretty nervous, I guess, but I really felt like I didn't have a lot to lose and I knew that myself when I was young and realised that I was gay, if I had have known of a gay football player, if I had have known that, you know, a whole football team could be okay with the fact that they had a gay football teammate. That would have made a world of difference uh, for me to hear that. And what's been the most fulfilling thing really has been hearing stories from people who have heard about the campaign and who it's made a really big difference for them, whether they've had the courage to come out to their parents or to come out to their sporting team or, um, you know, it's been a really rewarding experience. Fantastic. You mentioned the campaign there, because since you've come out, uh, you've actually been instrumental um, in creating a campaign to get uh, anti-homophobia messages played at mainstream AFL games. Can you tell me a bit about that? Because that sounds fantastic. Sure. So as part of the petition that I launched, it was really calling on the AFL to do more to tackle homophobia. And a couple of the big asks were to play the No to Homophobia TV ads during the grand final on the big screen and so the last year at the end of the season the AFL agreed to show the ads during two preliminary finals which I think was a really great result um, but there's obviously you know a lot more that the AFL could do and I'm still in that space working 
uh, there. Some of the things in the pipeline on the table is the discussion around having a pride game later this year. So the AFL have done some great work in the past with the Indigenous round, a multicultural round, or even a women's round to sort of raise awareness and attention to particular issues in the game. And for me, it's just the next logical step that, you know, homophobia is a big problem in society, but particularly in sport and in football. So if the AFL can take a bit of a leadership role and, you know, screen these messages and sort of take some symbolic action, uh, it can really have a massive difference to not only gay players and supporters, but hopefully it'll have ripple effects across society. Absolutely. I mean, and you look at the news this week, um, you know, making waves in the US is uh, their first uh, openly gay uh, athlete in one of their main four sports. Um, I mean, it's fantastic to see that sort of stuff. How do you feel about that? I think Jason Collins uh, in the NBA, he's a real game changer. The stand that he's made and he's really putting himself out there. He's revealing quite a lot. He's really sharing sort of his personal journey and some of the challenges that he's faced. And I think it's going to be a really great way to bring people on board to sort of wake them up to, you know, the effect that homophobic language can have on someone who is gay, but also, you know, he's a role model now. Um, Kids who realise that they're gay, they now can say, you know what, I can be anyone, you know, I'm not going to have to live this life of shame, I can be proud of who I am, just look at Jason Collins who plays in the NBA. Yeah, that's, it's so empowering, I just have been so excited reading about it and following the news this week, I love it. Um, but speaking of game-changing, um, one of the things that you've most recently uh, been in the media for is your involvement with Beyond Blue. Now, you've stepped forward as an ambassador for Beyond Blue. Um, so tell me a bit about that. Are you a, a, just a, a mainstream ambassador, or are you actually um, being the ambassador for a GLBTIQ mental health? Uh, so Beyond Blue, in terms of how they work with ambassadors, is they've got ambassadors that touch all sorts of different areas and so for me being a young person being gay and also being involved in sport I kind of cover off three main areas for them so whether it's uh, mental health and um, depression awareness for young people the gay and lesbian community and also getting out there and outreach within sporting groups they're sort of the main touch points that I can address Um, So my work at the moment has been focused on speaking to schools and sporting groups, really spreading that no to homophobia message, um, basically sharing my story. And I think that has been a really great way to get people to understand the effects of homophobic language and really, you know, take that pledge uh, to change their language. That's uh, that's amazing to like you to have thought maybe twenty years ago they would be allowing a gay man to go in schools and, and talk to kids about those things you know to think that that can happen now it's uh, it's incredible. Um, now uh, Beyond Blue uh, have had an, an interesting history with the GLBTIQ community uh, in the last couple of years and it's been great to see that evolution um, from their stance. Have you had much of a discussion with them uh, about that? And, and what's your understanding of how they've changed from their original opinion on uh, GLBTIQ mental health to where they are now? Well, I think their original position was one of look neglect, if you will. It was one that it didn't really take a high priority in terms of 
you know, the results in, in the terms of the research they were getting was indicating that GLBTI youth and GLBTI community were an at-risk proportion of society when it came to depression and anxiety, and they just weren't rolling out the resources and the support to deal with that. And it's been great over the last few years and, and recently to see that really turn around. And look, it has come from public pressure. It has come from awareness about comments that the chairman, uh, Jeff Kennett, has made. One thing about Jeff, you know, I think it takes a lot of character to not only admit that you were wrong about a certain issue, but actually go out there and try and make a difference to change it. And he's not only done that, but he's going even further. So um, I think it's really great to see that, you know, the funds from Movember were used um, specifically for GLBTI outreach. We've seen a fantastic campaign. They've launched uh, the Left Hand campaign and the Real Stories campaign, the Stop, Think, Respect campaign. They sponsored Mardi Gras. They sponsored Pride March. They were involved in the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. They're really going out in a big way in terms of their support, and I'm really excited and honoured to be part of it. Yeah, I, that is such a turnaround, and you are absolutely right. To see somebody actually have the balls to stand up and say I was wrong and actually... Admit to that and, and see that change. That's really fantastic. So it it must be such an honour to to be a part of that now. Now, um, time. I mean, I think just like you know, um, it, it's it's often sometimes you know in today's society, if someone changed their mind, we accuse them of flip flopping or backflipping or something like that. But really, I think changing your mind on an issue when you've been presented with a particularly powerful story or a set of facts, it's actually something that should be encouraged. Absolutely. Now, uh, speaking of encouraging, um, I caught an article, I think it was late last week, um, and uh, (laughs) they worded it very well to give us a bit of a giggle. It was, you invited a a local councillor to shag. Can you tell me what shag is and what the story is behind that? Sure. So, uh, Joy FM, which is Australia's uh, only gay and lesbian radio station situated in Melbourne, but obviously broadcasting across the world, they... Uh, organised a sexual health and gender outreach day out in Greater Bendigo, which is a rural town in Victoria. And so as part of that, they invited me to come along and speak. And look, my history with the Bendigo community came about because of a letter published in the Herald Sun by a Bendigo councillor who slammed the idea of the AFL doing anything to tackle homophobia. I think it was what rubbish she said in response to the idea that they could have a pride game and she said she wouldn't be attending any games if they were to do any such thing and I was obviously quite critical of that stance and there was a bit of media surrounding that and why not use the opportunity in Bendigo to call on her to come and meet with some of the gay and lesbian people in her own constituency who she represents. Um, I think as a councillor, she's a leader in society and she has a responsibility to represent everyone and everyone, you know, they don't want to be treated differently, they just deserve to be treated equally. Fantastic. I love your work. You are, you're not afraid to stand up for people. It's fantastic to see. Yeah. There's a, a lot of people like that have, have really been coming out of the woodwork from our community in the last couple of years, and uh, take my hat off to you. Uh, but I know you've actually got to head off to training very shortly, so um, I want to thank you very, very much for joining us here tonight at uh, Gay Savvy, and uh, we look forward to seeing more of the fantastic work that you're doing. 
My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, mate. Have a good night. And we are back with Gay Savvy with Michael, Michael and Spencer. And that was some skinny love, not uh, some lovely, pretty blonde lady howling skinny love. That was Bon Iver's skinny love. The original. The original. Yes. The best. Well, actually, I, I, I refute that claim. I had heard all of these all of these Bon Iver lovers being like, love them, love them. should be massacring skinny love. It's not I thought terrible. she did a good job. I just loved their version of it. I like her better version much, much better. I think they massacred it by overplaying it on the radio. She also did a cover of Phoenix's 1980, which is amazing too. I, 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 Phoenix's one is much better, but uh, she, she knows how to interpret a song. She's, she's 16. She she's very young. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yes. Mr. James, what yes. do you got? What have I got? Um, We're wrapping things up. We are. Well, We're at the close. Speaking of gorgeous men, because I'm always speaking of gorgeous men. Um, speaking to Ricky, gorgeous men. Uh, yes, speaking <laughs> to, looking at, dreaming of. Um, Ricky Martin's been out and about in town speaking up for gay marriage this week. Did you hear about this? Did Has you see he? this? No. Yes. No, I haven't been reading the news this week. Apologies. Oh, you're terrible. Well, he's been doing that because he's been up on that voice show. Have you yes, been watching it? I ha- Believe it or not, Caitlin and I have been watching it. Together. You disgust me. Couple thing. I've watched the chairs turn. I find uh, Delta Goodrum just to be... Ugh. Isn't she weird? I just hate, hate, hate... Gorgeous, The over-the-top hand gestures and the, I'm going to press the button, aren't I? Am I? I'm not. Oh, oh I didn't. It just, <laughs> it just kills me to watch it. I never get the time because I'm not home any night of the week anymore. Oh. Yeah, well, some of us aren't. So I don't see Rich anything. and famous. Oh, I wish... Um, but I've seen a few episodes, and I try to watch what else is going on when I'm not staring deeply into Ricky Martin's eyes. Um, but really? Bits... Yes. All right. Yeah. How can you not agree with me on this? I'm sorry. Mm. Mm. I, I do remember watching his, his uh, "She Bangs" song, and there's that <laughs> pivotal bit in the in the film clip where he takes off his shirt, and I remember thinking, "Oh, I like that," but. That's that's that's, that's about as far as, far as it goes, goes. <laughs> and Thanks, and I don't really see the whole attraction with uh, Delta and, and Seal. That that took me. Oh, a bit. that didn't happen. It's, it's a rumor. There. Yeah, the guy saying "kiss from a rose." The, the magazine, it's, the, it's the, the magazine cover says we're in love without the quotation marks. The quotation marks aren't there because they didn't say it. It's because she's in love with Joel. Because it's quoted by an unknown <laughs> source. That's right. Oh, I see. Now I I like I. Don't really watch The Voice, but I, I have watched... I, and I think the, the battles are just silly. I saw the uh, the seal one between the two darker gentlemen the other day. was absolutely amazing. Mm. When they're playing the piano. Mm. Brilliant. Oh, was that the so one glad one the, like, the 60-year-old guy and they both got yes. saved? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so it's not eliminate one... No, well, it is, but the judges have the power, a limited power, to save. And, and any judge... Delta saved. Can they only and, save... One person in each battle round. I can't can remember, but it is limited. Yeah, um, so it's very few chances to save, and she chose to save uh, one, one of the gentlemen who went up. But I, I heard, I didn't see the show. I heard their rendition of it and thought it was just they were professionals. That was amazing. Yeah. So basically, now the battle rounds when they they battle it off, if somebody amazing is has lost the battle, like two brilliant people have got up, and the the judge, the the the, the person who sits in the bloody chair is there, <laughs> and he says, "No, I want Bob." And Delta's there going, but I love Tom. Delta can press her buzzer and she will save Tom save and take Tom. him to her team. 
um, and Tom doesn't go home and, and Bob gets saved as well. It was quite funny because Seal came out and said, because they're his, and he came out and said, I can't teach them anything, so I just put them on a piano and had them sing to each other. It was, he said they were so good that he just had no idea of what to, what to say to these guys other than handling the pressure. One of them is older than him <laughs> and has been doing music longer than him. Well, just hasn't had the record deals that he's had. To, you know what, what I'd like to see in The Voice is, is that they never turn around. Okay, and it, I it's love not, seeing it. It's not until especially when the previous previous superstars of Australian pop music was was the funniest. It's one. not until they they've selected a winner or the person's been eliminated that they can turn around and see the person because I oh. think they do get a bit picky in the because I watch the oh, battle rounds and I think oh this person's fantastic this person's a better singer because I thought it was about the voice hence yeah. the show the voice if they wanted the yeah. whole package it should be called the look or yeah. the package. Uh, no, I watch a show called The Package. The, oh, <laughs> cheeky. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, whenever I watch the battle rounds, I'm always thinking, okay, that person, that's the best voice. That person should go through to the next round. And they always go, this person's great, which is why I'm going to go with the weakling here, who was just freaking gorgeous. They like, had a better backstory. Be- you know, they had uh, cancer as a sorry, kid I or something I can't take the one that looks like the arse end of a cat that sings like an angel, but I will take the other one because they're pretty. Because yeah. they're pretty. We could work something with them. So I just, I would like them to see... So you're a yes to Susan Boyle kind of guy. Uh, well, come on. But yeah, I do like the premise. They don't get to see them. They don't get to lay eyes on them. Well, they do until, now. Until they're eliminated or... Until or, they're in the final six thing, kind yeah, of something like that. Well, not even final six. Until until they're eliminated or they've got a winner, that's when they turn around and go... That'd right. be interesting. But I was, I was when you first started saying that, I was more thinking that you said you enjoyed it when the judges don't turn around and people fail. Yeah, because there was this record uh, company guy that whose son was uh, yes. in the auditions, and, and it's like, oh, well, I guess he's a shoo-in because he's this person's son, and none of them... No, that's I wonder if it was now. rigged. And they go, don't turn around. We want this to be entertaining. Oh, don't do of it. Course. The producers are in their yeah. ears. They know yes. when to turn and when not to. Oh, and really? You think it's like that? 100%. 100%. And they love building these people up. You know the girl from Leonardo's Bride went That's on. what I was saying before, yeah. Oh, really? They didn't turn around. Yeah. She <laughs> went did. on there and they didn't turn around. But her single is charting in every iTunes top 10 chart there is now. Yeah. Leonardo's Bride. I love you even, even when, when I'm asleep. asleep. Yeah. That's, that's the one. That's the she song went on the there. Movie. She who's been around. singing since when Delta was still fucking soiling her. And Delta turned around and said, oh, I'm an idiot. I had no idea. Yeah, have you got a familiar voice? Which is what the producers told And she did the hands over the buzzer it, thing. Well, Am that's I what I felt too. Because when the guy said, I'm this person's last name, she goes, last name, why does that ring a bell? And he's like, yeah, I'm... She you sold know, more records blah. than you oh, yeah, She did that last year. Oh, your surname's familiar. Did you back up dance for me? Oh, I remember. Yeah, bugger off. Yeah, yeah. They, they so know it's all rigged. Fantastic. Well, I think it's rigged. There's a certain amount of prodding from the producers, I think. Right. But anyway, speaking of prodding, your producer right here is prodding us all. Now we're going to get off the air. Okay, sorry. It's been a fabulous night. Don't touch me though. Maybe later. We got. Come on, chaps. I was just about to say we Keep took a photo clean. tonight. And we'll put it up. Now you're going to think we're putting dirty photos. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, Take a day. Where can you reach us? How can you do this? How can you do that? Tell us all the facts. All righty. Give me the stats. If you want to listen to us, you can uh, turn on your radio to switch or four triple Z digital or Z digital as they call it. Yes, indeed. And if you want to volunteer and uh, get your foot in the door for a or fabulous... subscribe, yes, or subscribe. Uh, for a fabulous career 
in radio or to just get the best information in radio, you have two fabulous stations. You can do that through. The first is Switch at www.switch1197.com. Spencer, where's the second one? Four triples or www.4ZFM.org.au. They are wonderful. You can get all your information there. You can reach the boys here at Gay Savvy on Facebook and Twitter. And Instagram. And Instagram. We're doing we, photos. We're on. Can, can, we, can we even now? talk emails? If we have, an, uh, if yeah. we have a gay savvy email? Yes. Gay.savvy.zzed at gmail.com. That's a really complicated Z-d. one. Gay.savvy.z at gmail. But I spell Z out because people think the letter Z, it's Z-E-D because it's on Z digital. Beautiful. Well, mm. speaking of voice tonight, that's one of the songs that's actually going to take us out for the evening, just to surprise you. Mm. Um, the first is Crying at the Discotheque, uh, Alcazar. Wingy Winge. And uh, the second is the new one from Prinny Stevens. Miss, I didn't get very far in the voice, but everybody loved me anyway, with her new single, Don't Wake Me Up. Uh, thank you very much for joining us here at uh, Gay Savvy Tonight. I'm Michael Thank James. you for tuning in. Yes. Oh, Spencer. And I'm the straight one. The, the minority amongst the gay boys. The, the one. one that likes the vagina. That's me. And on that note, have a fabulous night. We'll see you next week. Good night, kitties. Bye.